This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Minutia Man is up next, but first, listen to this other fine OPI show. You f***ed up the script. You f***ed up the script. I didn't up my part of the script. You expected that I did my job, and that was your fatal flaw, Sam. Okay, it's, it, look, it's creating quality content either way, you know. So. Oh, are we keeping this? Oh, this is all staying in. Are we in. keeping this? Listen to Ant Friends on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Hey, hey, we're back. Oh, just, just took off your mask. Well, we're we're six feet. Yeah, okay. All it's, right. It's my cowboy mask. <laughs> okay. Is that what? You know, you look just like the Lone Ranger, except you <laughs> got it over your mouth instead of your eyes. <laughs> uh, and you're not even wearing it. So you're now at a, well, we're six feet. So we're. This is my house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I right. don't wear a mask inside my own house. Right, right. Although if you lived in some states that are. Blitzkrieging right now it might <laughs> yeah. not be a bad idea uh, for true. our Texas, Georgia, and Florida listeners. You might want to wear the mask <laughs> in your house, you know. Uh, so um, late, uh, late uh, taping time this week. Yeah, twelve thirty uh, because yeah. I had to take Wes to the vet. All right, so just so I get this straight now, um, how far down the ladder have I gotten? All right, <laughs> oh, so my God, yeah. So you know, you you call me on Monday and say this week it's on Wednesday or this week it's on Thursday, um, based on I don't know work, right? Children, yeah, wife, your school, uh, um, uh, office and, reruns, uh, Dick uh, Van Dyke reruns, right. on and, GN, and, and yeah. now also dog. Yeah, oh, you are. You're. Let me. I'm trying to think. What is your equivalent in Chicago Bear quarterbacks? Uh, Rusty Lish? No. I'm, I'm pulling a Rusty Lish. I'm, I don't I'm think a, you're as high. I don't think you're as high as a Rusty really? Lish. Really? How about um, Cade McNabb? Well, he was a starter. One Am I a Gary Huff? Am Gary, I at a, I don't even remember Gary Mike Huff. Phipps? Right. Am I uh, at a Mike Phipps level? Yeah, I think you're Mike Mike Phipps, okay. basically. Uh, you're not Avellini. Okay. I mean, Avellini's way here. But I, had, I didn't tell you, because um, I haven't talked to you, I had a dream about you last Uh-oh. night. Uh-oh. Was, so, was it sexual? No, no. Thank God. Um, so, I, yeah, as you know, I've been weaning myself off of Ambien, right? Yes. Because I had a little problem. A little yeah. problem with Ambien. Uh, but instead, I've switched to now melatonin, CBD oil, um, valerian, and, t- and a half a Tylenol PM. Okay. Just to, Is so, that really any better? Uh, well, it does get me to sleep. I'm, I'm trying to get Michael Jackson's doctor on the line to see if he could come in um well but i've been having and obviously with the difference of stuff that i'm taking i'm getting some pretty weird dreams lately so last night i dreamt that you and i were at a house party in michigan and it was a really really nice house it was right on the lake okay okay and they had this piano in like this this room overlooking the, okay. the, the the lake, right? And then you look at me and you say, watch this. And you said it kind of snotty. Yeah. Kind of, you know, a little cocksure. Yeah, okay. Right? A little, uh-huh. a little condescending even, I would right. think. Well, that's kind of how I roll. And you sat down at the piano and you started to play 
if I were a rich man and you were perfect at it. I mean, I mean just absolutely <laughs> fantastic. And you were doing the, the fingers up, you know, you were oh, doing yeah. the whole flare thing. And, and then you, and then you uh, started into, I think, and I don't remember, but I think you did went into like all that jazz and then cabaret wow. and you were doing like, and all, everybody in the whole party was around singing it, and stuff. That's pretty much what happens to me when I go to parties. <laughs> I am like a party magnet. Well, yeah. And you were just, again with the flaring and the, come oh, on yeah. now, the women now, right? And you're just like, <laughs> now, and I was wondering like, why, and driving here, I'm like, why would I have that dream? Because I am uh, the maestro of your professional career. No, I think it is because we got a great guest oh, coming up. Oh, uh, I see. Glenn uh, Slater. Okay. Uh, you may not know his name, but Glenn yeah. Slater perhaps is one of the, what, most successful lyricists working today, I would, I would think. say so. If, if, if you count being a Grammy winner... A Oscar nominee, yeah. an Emmy nominee, right. and a Tony nominee—pretty good, successful, pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, he's very, uh, very um, uh, involved with Disney, right? right? He uh, did Tangled. Uh, he, he works with Alan Menken and Sir uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber, right? So and he, we'll be talking to him uh, later on in the show. Well, we're going to put it. We're going to play a little snippet of right. the interview with him, and the full interview is going to run on Minutia Men Celebrity. Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Uh, and that is going to be coming out on Wednesday. That's correct. Which is a week right. from today, which is the 29th. Right now, if you check out Minutia Men Celebrity Interview, you'll find our interview with Janine Carlton, who right. is a stunt woman. And she's got a lot of great stories about working in some big movies, too. Right. So, you know, just subscribe to Minutia Men Celebrity Interview, please. And it'll and we, show up on your on your phone. And there's great Interviews that are archived. Oh, yeah. There's there's 30 of them or so. Mark Cuban, right? Uh, Anthony Scaramucci. Right. Uh, Zach Ward, the bully from A Christmas Story, who who basically threatened to kill us. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> right, when we yeah. called him a dick. And I think... Uh, right. All that's there for your uh, listening pleasure. So so be sure to check that out. So um, I've got, you want to get going? I mean, we got a lot to do today, yeah, right? Yeah, we do. We should probably get to it. Uh, here we go. You're listening to Minutia Men, featuring the wacky exploits of your good pals, Rick and Dave. Give them 22 minutes and they'll give you absolutely nothing of value. Uh, what do you got? This story comes from our romance desk. Rick. Oh, okay. I bet you didn't even know we had a romance desk. I walk you? past it every day and there's no one there. <laughs> right. Uh, our wives sure as hell know, <laughs> know that we don't have a romance desk. But a recent survey conducted by WeVibe. Have you ever heard of WeVibe? I have not. It's a company that makes web-enabled sex toys. I'm not, oh, okay. even, I'm not even sure I know what that is. But they conducted the survey and they found that 14% of single men have or are in the beginning stages of falling in love with their Alexa devices. <laughs> okay. This is up from 3% in a similar study conducted before quarantine. Oh, so. So yeah. Lonely Hearts Club Band. Wow. Yeah, right. Uh, now, a couple of things. for Yeah. First off, you know, Alexa and Siri and all those others are a little condescending. Yes. You know, right? Yes. Uh, they're know-it-alls. Yeah. Right? And yeah. they sometimes give directions when we don't wait. A second, we married these people, yeah. didn't we? <laughs> uh, so I kind of thinking about something like, well, what can one of these um, uh, devices or whatever the v virtual assistants? What do we call her? What do we call these people or uh, these? I don't know. The whatever. The so I came up with some things that they could say to me 
that would turn you that on? would turn me on and are oh you ready God, yeah. i've got a couple of here hold on uh here we go waiting is that an enlarged prostate in your pocket or are you just happy to see me uh, pretty oh, good huh okay uh how about uh oh alexa I'm sure you know exactly where you're going and you have no need for me to chime in with my recommendations for getting there quicker. Huh? That's, that's pretty hot, right? Uh, how about here one? Uh, yeah. Those words have never been said before. Uh, let me get another one. Uh, uh, oh, here we go. This one, this one would totally do it for me. Wow, you're sexy when you just throw everything in the dishwasher and hope for the best. <laughs> right? <laughs> the last one and this one i mean i would i would propose after this one toilet seat toilet seat okay okay <laughs> very good there you go so uh well how about this one uh this is uh you know the mind the gap lady yeah yeah, yeah sure yeah. yeah what if you heard this you're listening to minutia man mind the flag <laughs> pretty hot too yeah, yeah. So, mind the flab all right well um that's a that's a fascinating little story you gave us. I have one for you here that is uh, a minutia quiz. Um, but uh, so let me play the audio for that. Yeah. Time now for a minutia man. Minutia man. Minutia quiz. All right. This uh, involves a story that has uh, kind of infected my head and uh, and scared the pants off of me. All right. Maybe uh, you'll feel the same way. A Pennsylvania couple. Didn't know they had house guests until lines of fresh honey started dripping down their walls. Really? Now, what do you think that is? I'm thinking, was it, was it Poltergeist or? Oh, a- there's Andrea a horror movie. Isabel and her husband Justin have lived in their 100-year-old home and for five years didn't have any issues with it. On Friday, Andrea said after a heavy rain, she thought she saw streams coming down the wall of their mudroom from water damage. Saturday morning, the couple took a closer look and realized the liquid was actually fresh honey. We never heard any buzzing or anything, Andrea said. When we saw the stream, we just kind of worked our way up. And she made it to her bedroom window. She looked outside, and she found honeybees entering and exiting the opening of her roof. So just going as they please. Like yeah. they Like they own the place, basically. Uh, a general contractor named Alan Litanzi came out and checked it. He's been a beekeeper for eight years. He said that he estimates the colony in their house at between 20,000 and 30,000 wow. bees. Wow. Living uh, in their house. <laughs> so his job is to extract it from the property. He's going to be doing that uh, this week because bees are endangered. You're not yeah, allowed right. to just kill them. Uh, it costs about three grand to get them out of there. Um, and you know, there's not uh, homeowners insurance. I wonder if farmers would do that. That this would be a great farmers ad. It would farmers be. insurance. Ad. It would be. But so I started thinking about uh, uh, how you know that your house is infested by bugs, and and I, I went online and looked for it. Here's a couple of things to keep an eye out mm-hmm. for. If you see lots of spiders, mm-hmm. if suddenly you have a spider uh, infestation, infestation. That means you also have some other infestation because spiders are there to eat the bugs. So if you see lots of spiders, that means look out. You've got something else. Okay. It's a much bigger problem. Okay. All right. Another, uh, uh, the same goes for ladybugs. Really? Because ladybugs are also predators and they eat other bugs. Oh. So if, they, if you see a ton of ladybugs in your house, look out. You've got bugs. 
But here's when I when I started doing uh, an investigation into termites. That's when I got freaked out. Okay, oh, yeah, because <laughs> this is really gross, and I've done, I've turned this into a quiz for you. Oh, great! All right, let's call this the termite quiz. You know you have an infestation of termites if. All right. I've got four things here for you. One of them is not true. Three of them are true. Okay. All All right. right. A, your dog barks at a wall for no apparent reason. Okay. B, you hear a tapping sound in your walls. Okay. C, you find little piles of fish scales on the floor. Fish scale. Fish scales. Like a cartoon? Fish scales, like the scales. No, the oh, not like a bone, like a fish bone in like a cartoons. You know what I'm saying? No. Okay. Scales off the side of fish. Okay. Or D, tiny wood colored pellets. Three of those mean you have termites. One does not. Fish scales. I don't. I don't get the fish scales. I'm going to say fish scales. Fish scales is real. If you find little tiny piles of fish scales, they're not actually fish scales. They just look like it. Okay. Like sequins. Or- yes. It's the wings of the termites. They shed their wings and and get new ones, and they form little piles, and it looks like fish scales. All right. All right. Um, well, the little wood pellet thing seemed like it's fine i mean that 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 makes sense right well but they're not pellets of wood what it looks they? like wood pellets but is it their poop it's their poop okay so it's termite well, poop okay so that brings us what are the other two things the, dog barking tapping sound well the tapping sound i think if you got millions of termites they're not i'd say the dog barking that is correct really um, that's haunted. But that's the, when your house is haunted. No, that right? means there's probably just somebody outside. You'll find this out now as a new dog owner. When the dog barks and it seems for no apparent reason, it's usually somebody right outside okay. the door. Right. Um, but anyway, the tapping sound is the sound that termites make. They make a little tapping noise as they eat their wood on the walls. So that's if you have termites, if you hear a little tapping sound, you have termites. If you find little fish scale piles you have termites if you have tiny wood color pellets yeah. you have termites well you know being a homeowner really sucks isn't it fun it's just, just well i told you my squirrel story oh yeah didn't I? yeah and if you hear a little tapping on the roof what is it dave it's a it could be a squirrel it could be a squirrel well we didn't uh we didn't hear the tapping well was it you that had the rack no don evans has the family of raccoons living on his roof right now oh does he really yeah and they, they like ate it's like $26,000 worth. Oh, of my God. Uh, but this has got to go back 15, 20 years ago. We had something crawling up and down our walls. It was, in fact, you were even there yeah. once. Yeah. And we're like, well, what the hell is that? So obviously it was a squirrel. And I went upstairs to investigate because I heard it in the attic, right? Yeah. I'm like, well, so I went By up. By the way, very on Dave Stern like to go up there and check what it is. Right. Honey, I'll take care of it. So I walk up. Hold the, the girls back. <laughs> yeah, right. Daddy's going to fix this. So I, yeah, you're right. What was I even <laughs> thinking? So I walk up to, you know, we have one of these old houses with the attic, you know, the big creaky you yeah. know, door that you, you know, the floor door, right? So I go up there and I, you know, real quiet and I, I prop the, 
the, the door open a little bit yeah. and the squirrel's face is literally looking straight at me <laughs> and so obviously the squirrel's not worried about the, the, this guy coming up and I was so freaked out because the squirrel's head was like you know like a uh, like a balloon head from Macy's Day Parade yeah, right like and three I, inches from your right, face and I just I just fall back I, I eked like Lucy yeah. right and uh, oh daddy you're so <laughs> you're so brave it's not like, well, good. That's from the nature desk. Good work. Yeah. Um, are, do you want to take a break or do you want to uh, do one more story? What are we doing? Uh, let's do one more. All right. Um, Rick, I'm reasonably sure that your German terms and conditions has kept you from ever seeing a therapist. Am I Wait correct? Are we? Did you tell me that I need a Jenkins jingle here? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. Do it okay. the Jenkins. When you're on the job and you're not doing it right. Jenkins! Time now for Dave to share stories of employee screw-ups. Jenkins! It could only be... Jenkins! Jenkins! With Rick and Dave. Jenkins! So as I was saying, you being German, pretty much... You can't go to therapists, right? No. Right. It's just against the rules. Yeah, bury it. It'll be on your record forever, Dave. People (laughs) will never, ever hire you. Uh, Well, if you ever feel compelled to become a better person... Mm Mm-hmm. Don't tr- don't visit Ottawa, Canada, and and seek out their mental health professionals. Well, the good news is we're banned. <laughs> good, good <laughs> we're banned for every for ever going into any other country. In I the don't world. know how Trump did it. <laughs> he is playing chess when we're playing checkers. How did he get those walls built? So an Ottawa psychiatrist has been told to stop falling asleep in patient sessions. Oh boy! An Ottawa psychiatrist has been warned by the College of Physicians and Surgeons to stop falling asleep during sessions with patients. The regulatory uh, board told the psychiatrist, identified only as Doctor NJK uh, or Doctor Ambien, that he needs to stay awake while treating patients. After one of the blank complained, he had fallen asleep at least five times during wow. their therapy session um you know, doctor i just don't know i just don't know what to do anymore i don't feel that anybody listens to me <laughs> imagine imagine the trauma of going to a therapist because you need someone to finally listen to right, you and right. then yeah. <laughs> see this is why you don't go to a therapist the psychiatrist has apologized for falling asleep and he told that the regulatory or told the regulatory board that his work life was part of the problem so he's changed the patient's appointments to late mornings to address it okay he's still yeah. a crappy psychiatrist <laughs> all right well hey listen we've got a lot more on this show we're gonna tell a celebrity story we'll dip our hand into the jar and uh, and tell a story we've got a clip from our glenn slater interview which is uh if, uh, something definitely worth listening to and we'll be right back after this coming up on the next episode of the car guys report informed automotive it's a replay as we talk all about the new chevy corvette c8 as only the car guys report can do i'm mark vernon join me lou costable and our man in the field roger rexroad as we revisit part one of this very special episode of the car guys report a tony lasano podcast an opi production on the radio misfits podcast network what do you get when you hear a, a celebrity minutia men interview dave you will get mark cuban and anthony scaramucci cousin oliver from the brady bunch and the bully from the christmas story yes the voice of siri and she shed cheryl my god it list goes on so you'll get minutia celebrity minutia men interview a tony lasano podcast go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts just search for radio misfits 
And we're back. Get out the jar, Dave. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. Uh, this is the part of the show where Dave reaches his hand into the jar and pulls out a name of a uh, celebrity, and I have to tell the story of having met that celebrity. When he got there. Uh, we just talked about uh, this guy, I think it was two weeks ago, Tony Curtis. Did we? What did we talk about? Was him? it Bill Curtis's radio name, Tony oh, Curtis? Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Tony Curtis. Um, so I met Tony Curtis. I had actually met his daughter before that. Jamie, Jamie Lee. Jamie Lee okay. Curtis, which is another one in the jar, which I'll save for another time when you pull her name out. Uh, but Tony Curtis, this goes back to the early 90s. Remember the days, Dave? They used to have these... Uh, these things um, called bookstores. <laughs> bookstores where, uh, for you kids out there. I remember, really. Yeah, they, they used to sell those, you know those things that your mom and dad have on the That's shelves right. at home? They used to sell those in stores. And, and just those things, all in one store. You mean they didn't have a coffee shop? No. They didn't have the toy section? No, just books. And in Chicago, in the early 90s, we probably had... 10 or 15 huge bookstores what downtown. Crocs and Brentanos and yep, Borders, Borders, Crown, Crown. Million, Crown Books. Book, right. we, we had all over the place. And, and I forget what the name of this store was. Um, but there was a big one, a really fancy bookstore right next to FAO Schwartz. Was it on, on Michigan like Avenue? BJ Dillon's or something? or Something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. And uh, Tony Curtis... I was doing a book signing there. And so I went to go see Tony Curtis because I was a producer of a radio show and I wanted to get him on as a guest. Right, sure. So I walked in with my little tape recorder and I was going to tape an interview with him because his publicist had never returned any of my calls. Um, And I knew that this was kind of my guerrilla tactic to get the interview. So I showed up at the bookstore and it was completely empty. Yeah. And I was like, oh. authors love that when that happens. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't even see Tony Curtis. Uh, I was like, uh oh. Wrong day. I got the wrong day. Uh, I got the wrong time. I went up to the uh, the woman at the desk and I said, isn't there a Tony Curtis uh, signing? She goes, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen because uh, there's nobody here. I said, well, I'm here. She goes, yeah, we need more than one person. <laughs> right. right. We, we, we need more than the guy with the microphone. Right. Uh, and I thought to myself, well, maybe if his friggin' publicist returned phone calls and did a few uh, interviews, he'd get some people there. But then out of the corner of my eye, in the corner of the store, I saw Tony Curtis. A grumpy Tony Curtis. And I and I'd never seen him in, in real life yeah. before. He's, you know, he's not a tall man, a very diminutive uh-huh. sort of uh, gent. But the thing that you would notice immediately, and I and I was across the room from him, was how incredibly horrible his toupee was. <laughs> I mean, his toupee looked like something had died on his head. So, like the squirrel that was in my attic, very <laughs> much like the squirrel without the without the feet, the menacing uh, look on his face. Um, but so from behind, it, just, it looked ridiculous. Uh, and I went up to uh, talk to him, and from the front, it looked even more ridiculous because uh, he was probably in his. 70s or yeah. it must have been in his 70s at that time and he turned around and he had like a you know an inch and a half of makeup on and uh and this just just ridiculous and it was hard to even talk to him without looking at that <laughs> i just kept looking at his head like what the <laughs> hell is that like that who as you get up in the morning 
and leave the house, how does someone not stop you and go, hey, are you going outside like he, that? He's in, he's a guy that has had like five wives too, right? Or, yeah. Uh, so you, you probably was a wife around yeah, and there. and probably had like a 22-year-old wife at that mm-hmm. time. You know what I mean? Because uh, Tony Curtis was known as a ladies' yeah. man. It was like a Lothario. Well, anyway, I went up to uh, talk to him mm-hmm. with the tape recorder. And at that time, we were talking about... Um, the anniversary of John F. Kennedy's assassination. Okay. So I want to say it was, must have been 93. So the 30th, 30th anniversary okay. of the JFK assassination. And I said, you know, do you have any stories of what you were doing that day? And he said that he was on set of a movie with Marilyn Monroe. No, that couldn't have been true. No, he told me he was on set with, I think, Jack Lemon. Okay. Jack Lemon. And then from that point on, he went on to tell me a story about Marilyn Monroe. But anyway, he was talking about Marilyn Monroe. And I said, so, you know, what was she really like? And he said, you know, she kind of smelled bad. <laughs> that was my story. That's my Tony Curtis story. <laughs> but the thing that I'll never forget is that toupee. And I've seen a, I've seen some bad ones. Like uh, Charlton Reynolds. Heston had a, a horrible one. I never met Burt Reynolds. The Charlton Heston's in real life was like, Whoa! Yeah, but at least Charlton Heston was like six feet two. You know, so you so can't really see. Right, you'd have yeah, to look uh, up right. at it. But, uh, but but Tony Curtis, you're like you know he's he's probably two three inches shorter than me, and that you know brings up a really good point, which you just mentioned. I mean, these guys seemingly have all the money in the world. You'd think a toupee advisor, <laughs> exactly. You know, you pay him. Right. I don't know, fifteen grand a year. Sinatra to... <laughs> had a, had a terrible toupee. <laughs> know. You know what's what's the deal, guys? Should read the read the Balting Handbook available in Eckhart's Press. And Do you remember uh, Clark Weber? Have you ever heard that name? Uh, yeah, W. Uh, was it LS? Or? Yeah, he was. You know, a, he just died. Not he died know. this year. Oh, right. But Clark was uh, somebody I got to know during the years that I worked at uh, JMK because he worked down the hall at WJJD. And Monday through Thursday, he wore new to, no toupee. Mm. He was bald. <laughs> and on Friday, he called it hair day. <laughs> and he'd come in with his toupee on really? as if it was totally normal. That's awesome. Yeah, I <laughs> thought it was totally cool. Yeah. Now, did he mention it on the air that yeah. it was hair? Yeah, he's not, you know, I've got, uh, yeah, I've got, my, uh, got my hair on today. Well, I always, and this is obviously in the masterpiece of a book that I wrote, you're bald. Let's say you're bald, you're bald, you're bald. And then one day you go, hey, you know what? I'm going to go get a toupee, right? Yeah. Then you go to the toupee palace and you get a toupee and then you go to work the next day. Everybody's going to be looking at your toupee, right? See, this is why I think this is why I think the, the difference is with Tony Curtis is I think what happened was he started losing his hair early on in his career and he just would have little tiny pieces mm-hmm. because he was kind of known for his hair. You know, he was kind of known for being this good-looking yes. uh, ladies' man type. And so he, he started getting the little pieces, you know, it's just like the little piece to cover the, the bald spot in the back or a little f- uh, fluffer in the front to, okay. to make it look a little better. Okay, you're on dangerous grounds now. Well, come on, come on, just, just go. That's fine. But go. as he got balder and balder, he needed more and more of a toupee. And so by the time that he, uh, by the time this happened, he must have been totally bald because this uh, toupee was the word. Are you looking it up right now? Bald guys are hot. See, bald guys are hot. (laughs) (laughs) Siri says it. Uh, All right. So this week we have a great guest on the Minutia Man Celebrity on Minutia Man Celebrity interview. Mm -hmm. It is Glenn Slater. Right. 
Glenn Slater is a lyricist. He was uh, is a lyricist with Alan Menken. He's done Disney movies. He's done uh, Broadway productions. Sir with Andrew Disney. Lloyd Webber. He's Sir Andrew with. Lloyd Webber. He wrote the uh, the sequel to Phantom right. with Andrew Lloyd Webber. He did all sorts of great stuff. That is somebody that we're going to uh, play you a little bit of here just in a second. After I give you this. Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute with Rick and Dave. So I have heard your this, your songs a gazillion times, yeah. and they are so damn earwormy. What can I do to get it? I mean, not I, I want them in my head only 80% of the time rather than the 100% of the time. Is there anything I can do? It's the curse of making. There is nothing you can do. You, all you can do is submit and then die. That's it. Okay, hey, thanks. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> That's a great movie, by the way. Thank you. It's, um, you know, this was a, 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 a something that had been in production in Disney for literally decades. I mean, they, I think they had started it back in the 70s and just weren't able to figure out how to tell the story, couldn't figure out how to animate the fur. Um, it was it was something that was just sitting there and sitting there and sitting there. And when John Lasseter uh, joined the Disney animation world, um, he sort of looked at it and said, look, we have to either solve it or, or dump it. If you'd like to hear that entire interview, please go to Minutia Men's Celebrity Interview and subscribe. Right. Listen to the interview there. That it's, uh, it's quite good. We talked to him about his entire career, Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber, all of his uh, Disney stuff. And we even got into a, a soccer discussion. Right. right. And speaking of soccer. Yeah. Well, a, this is called a segue into this. <laughs> free quick, free kicks. Yes. You, you've got, you do another, you do another. I do. Uh, uh, every week. Free kicks is this, it's the sock, it's the soccer man's soccer podcast. <laughs> it is. It? It's, it's, uh, for, it's about the English Premier League and I do it with an English guy. So, and right. that's, if you've been watching the English Premier League, you know that it's the most exciting league in the world. And so that's what we talk about. Check it out. And uh, yeah, free kicks is on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. And and you'll also find Minutia Men there. Yeah. Special thanks. And you'll also find Minutia Men there. <laughs> Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It's just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Minutia Men. Don't miss it. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? <clears throat> a lot of anchors do that. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, it's a thing. <clears throat> Are you ready? Oh, boy. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. Hi, I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. Let's do good. it again. What? That wasn't good. No, we messed it all up. What's wrong? What? How? It was going good, and then it went south. No, it didn't. Well, if that went south, get, see what happens now. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Hi, I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. Back to you on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. I need an agent. Thank you.
if you missed Losano or Los Los Anno and friends, here's what you missed. John, guess who's joining us on the phone? Take a guess. I have the slightest idea, Tony. (laughs) It's your daughter, Amy Landecker. What do you know? The star of Amazon's Transparent. Hi, honey. Hi, Dad. I know you get this question a lot. Amy, is records truly your paternal grandmother's family name? It's so wild. I mean, I think the weirdest part is not only that his middle name was records, but that he also used to pretend to be a disc jockey in his closet when he was a little kid. The whole thing just feels really predestined in like a major way. John, you told me you had tapes. You used to record yourself. Uh, You know, if you ask a lot of people that are on the air now when they were little, that happens a lot. Yeah, I I did. I pretended to have a radio station in in, in my room and uh, took out library books. Uh, This is your announcer. And tape recorded uh, songs off local radio station and pretended this and that. I also had a thing where I thought I might be a sportscaster because uh, I lived in Ann Arbor, Michigan and listened to the University of Michigan uh, football all the time on the radio and there was a guy named Bob Eufer and this guy is insane, but I thought it was fantastic. So <clears throat> I got a sound effects records of a crowd cheering and right, stuff and right. I put it on a turntable and I'd here's it from the final minute of the game and here comes a <laughs> Radio Misfits Get more Lausano and Friends. Lausano. Now on Lausano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lausano or whatever it's called.